The Media Files for March 28th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. On with the show. For me, it's 8.37 p.m. on March 24th, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is back again for the second time. Happy to have him, the host of the Backseat Directors podcast. Andre, welcome back to The Media Files. Kyle, it's great to be here, man. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this episode, specifically the topic. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I really do think we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. I always, you know, I, I, I do a lot of episodes episodes with my wife. She she kind of ends up being she's going to listen to this and it's going to sound worse than I mean it. She kind of <laughs> ends up being like the fill-in host when there's when there's no other host to come on sure. and it sounds like I said, it sounds worse than I mean it, but her and I have really similar taste in a lot of things. And so whenever I have her on, usually we agree like really closely on things. And so I like when other hosts come on because I have no idea whether we're whether or not we're going to agree on stuff. And so I I have no idea where we're going to land on this topic. That's why I'm super excited to have you. But also you're just a you're just an exciting host to have on. And I know that you're a huge film buff. And so having you on to discuss film is is always super exciting for me. Well, thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. Like in my Twitter bio, if anybody goes on there, you'll see that uh, it, my Twitter bio says a wannabe cinephile. So even though I, I consider myself a, a big movie fan, <laughs> um, you know, I don't, you know what? I, don't yeah, I don't consider don't keep cinephile from yourself. I think that's something that you're allowed to describe yourself as for well, sure. Well, I, I uh, it's funny just because I got in conversation with someone the other day and we started talking about how people people that kind of consider themselves like movie purists. They're the kind of people that that think uh, that A24 uh, makes the best movies. So A24 has kind of become, you know, the the uh, kind of the king of indie fl- uh, of indie films. And so like if, if that's your jam, like, yeah. I, I like I like A24 movies. I don't love them all. But uh, but no, I mean, and I'm 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 also into big temple blockbuster, you know, crazy movies that we're going to talk about, like the movie today. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the same with you. And that's funny that you brought up A24 because there have been some A24 movies that I thought were totally phenomenal and some that I will never watch again. Yep. <laughs> um, and some that I some that I thought were not very great at all. So that's that's funny you bring that up. That's actually a really, really good comparison. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm actually next week. We're talking about another big uh, kind of tentpole blockbuster movie on this podcast. And so I'm I'm kind of the same way. I like the the big showy movies. Also, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying like a, a popcorn flick. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, and that that's that's the beauty of movies. There is you know, a flavor for everyone. Absolutely. Well, let's get into this one. This one, I think, is absolutely your flavor. This week, we are talking <laughs> about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League is the second version of the Justice League film from 2017 
to release. Released on March 18th, 2020, only on HBO Max, Zack Snyder's Justice League features a reworked story and almost an entirely reshot film, following Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Aquaman as they attempt to bring back Superman to aid in stopping the eternal domination of planet Earth by Darkseid and his cronies. Zack Snyder's Justice League comes at the end of a long campaign to release the so-called Snyder Cut of Justice League, and stars Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, and many, many other huge stars. We are going to talk uh, a little bit into the spoilers of Justice League as we as we talk about this film, uh, but this has been such a crazy ride coming up to the the Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder cut of this film. Andre, could you give us like a like a two to three minute history of the Snyder cut of Justice League? <laughs> so that might be an impossible task, but I'm gonna do my best. All right. So <laughs> for for any of your listeners who are unaware of what Zack Snyder's Justice League is, uh, these are the these are the things that you need to know. So it all kind of started back in uh, back in 2016 with the release of Batman v Superman, uh, a, a movie that was highly anticipated by fans around the world, and a movie that had high expectations for Warner Brothers Studios, uh, but a movie that was met uh, with with extreme criticism from movie critics uh, everywhere, uh, and a movie that did not reach the uh, the, the so-called billion dollar mark for, uh, for, for this kind of movie, or at least the expectations that the studio had. And the movie was directed by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was the director of Man of Steel, and he was kind of, kind of made the de facto, um, creator of the DC extended universe. And so he was kind of the, uh, the captain of the ship and, and so when when Batman v Superman was uh, was met with with harsh criticism and did not do as well as they had hoped financially at the box office, um, even the 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 follow up to Batman v Superman was Justice League that was uh, already scheduled to release the next year in 2017. The uh, Warner Brothers executives got cold feet. And they started to balk at what was already planned and what Zack Snyder had already been filming. And uh, basically behind the scenes, they started to figure out a way to move away from Zack Snyder's vision and Zack Snyder himself as uh, as kind of the leader of the DCEU. And so uh, by March of 2017, he had already finished filming. They were in post-production for Justice League. And tragedy struck. Um, Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide, and um, he was already in such a huge battle with the studio on uh, kind of creative control for Justice League. Um, you know, mandates were coming down that that the studio wanted it to be no more than two hours. Uh, for reference, Batman v Superman, the theatrical cut was two and a half hours, and the director's cut of Batman v Superman was three hours. So now they're asking the movie to yeah, a, a movie adding, you know, three times as many superheroes to be made into a two hour movie. So uh, with with the family tragedy that he was going through, 
uh, it, this was kind of the camel, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back and he ended up leaving the project. Well, justice league, uh, or the Warner brothers replaced Zack Snyder with, uh, a new director for justice league. And that director was Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he is the the famed director of the first two Avenger movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he came over and basically reshot uh, about 80% of the movie. And, and so the film that we got in 2017, it did have footage shot by Zack Snyder, but a lot of it was redone and re, 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 uh, rewritten by Joss Whedon. Um, fans got wind of this, and especially fans who are very supportive of Zack Snyder, um, recognize that the movie that was shown um, in theaters did not did not match up with the first trailer that was revealed for Justice League. And uh, starting, yes, yeah, basically starting the weekend that Justice League came out in November 2017, fans started to um, to come together to petition Warner Brothers to uh, what they call release the Snyder Cut. And over the course of three years, uh, there were many fan campaigns um, far and wide. I mean, we're talking... Uh, airplanes flown, flown over Warner Brothers Studios with banners saying release the Snyder Cut, uh, billboards in Times Square in New York City in talking about the Snyder Cut. Um, I mean, just pretty crazy stuff. And eventually, eventually, um, and a lot of this had to do with the fact that AT&T purchased Warner Brothers uh, in 2017, and then they released a new shiny streaming service called HBO Max. But uh, in May, on May 20th, 2020, last year, um, Zack Snyder himself uh, announced that Warner Brothers and HBO Max uh, had given the green light to for him to finish his cut of the movie. And uh, I know that was a little bit more than two or three minutes. But anyway, so here we are. That's okay. I mean, so here it we really are is with, a yeah. fascinating yeah. history. And it's it's really unlike anything that I'm aware of in film. I, d I don't know that I've ever heard of anything like this happening. And it bears to mention, too, that the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League that just released last week comes on the heels of some pretty serious allegations towards Joss Whedon, who took over for him for Justice League in 2017. Uh, he's he's kind of been under fire for some uh, pretty not OK. I mean, I mean, sexual misconduct type allegations that he did on the set of many of his shows and television show, shows and movies over the years. And that's that's wildly upsetting. And I think that that also kind of fueled the fire for this for this uh Zack Snyder's cut, you know, of Justice League to yep. come out. Yep. And for people to watch it. Now, I'm a fan of of Joss Whedon's previous work. I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was a huge fan of Firefly and Serenity, and for the most part, I liked the first two Avengers movies. But uh, I mean, you can't you can't defend somebody after something like this. So I I really am glad that Snyder gets his chance to tell his story and to tell his vision. After watching it, and and this movie, by the way, runs, I believe it's four hours and two minutes is the Snyder Cut. 242 minutes to be exact. <laughs> Holy so, yeah, smokes. It, yeah, that's, it, that's, with that's, credits, I believe that's four hours and two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> four hours and two minutes. Absolutely wild. I, I did admittedly break it up into two sessions. I couldn't, I couldn't go all the way through in one night, but I have to say, I was not a fan of Justice League from 2017. 
I was much more pleased watching the Snyder Cut of this film. I thought it was a much more coherent film, a much better written film, and I thought the characters were used in a in a much smarter way, specifically Cyborg. Uh, now, there was there was some outcry from, you know, fans and and studio execs about how Ray Fisher was treated in the theatrical release of Justice League. And he was pretty mad about it himself once he saw the final cut of Justice League because his character had been, I mean, almost entirely cut from the film. And now after watching this, it's easy to see why he was so upset. Cyborg really is kind of the heart and and soul and and one of the main characters of the Snyder cut of this film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Ray, yeah, Ray Fisher is the actor that um, played Cyborg in, in Justice League, and and without a doubt, his character suffered the most from. Um, just from editing and reshoots from the theatrical version. And his character is fully, fully fleshed out and restored in the Snyder cut. And uh, um, yeah, and and Ray Fisher is the one, I I mean, he's the one that's been, uh, that originally started the allegations against Joss Whedon, you know, for uh, just kind of unprofessional behavior and uh, onset abuse, essentially uh, verbal abuse and uh, other kinds of thing, uh, allegations that he laid uh, at the feet of Joss Whedon. Um, but uh, I, I, the, the drama and history of what Zack Snyder's Justice League is and everything that has led up to this moment, it, it, you could make a four hour documentary about this four hour movie. It's, oh, it's pretty wild. So. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming too. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> I, I do think that this actually did end up making a better film after the end of 2017's Justice League. I was not entirely interested in the future of the DCEU. I am, however, pretty interested into where the DCEU goes from here because I really liked this movie and it's not perfect. I will say that. I do think that there's a lot of things that I would have changed. There's some real fan servicey type moments, especially right at the end of the film. Some very fan servicey things that happen in the epilogue of the film, but I overall I liked the experience. I was I was glued to it the the entire time I watched it. And the story is not over. Snyder's story of the Justice League and these and these superheroes has not been finished. And I really, you know, the the lim, the limbo that this universe hangs in is almost infuriating to me because I want to know what happens next and I really kind of want to see all of this come to fruition. Well, I'm really happy that you said that just because I've been I've been curious. Obviously, all the people that I've talked to about the movie, they're they're pretty big fans of Zack Snyder already. And so talking to you about it, it's interesting because I have been wondering what the casual viewers thoughts of of Zack Snyder's Justice League would be because for, and, and, you know, we've mentioned already that this movie's four hours long to anybody who is listening and might think, holy cow, that is overwhelming. How can I ever sit down and watch a four hour movie? Let, let me just I'll, I'll just kind of phrase it this way. This movie is not just it's not a normal movie. It, this is an event type movie. This is a movie that would have never been released in theaters because of how long it is. And there's a lot of there's a lot of logistics that go into that about about movie theaters and time slots for movies and how you know, uh, uh, when movie theaters can can screen movies. And and so, th- th- you know, even for Avengers Endgame being three hours long, there there were th- there was a lot of logistical stuff that had to go into allowing a movie 
uh, into theaters that is that long just because of how many movie screenings have to happen during a day. And so this kind of movie is something it, it just would not have been able to happen. But the fact that Zach was given carte blanche to finish this movie and do whatever the heck that he wanted to, and that he did want to show this long of a movie, the movie's cut into, into six different chapters plus an epilogue. It almost feels like, like when you sit down and you binge watch a Netflix show and you're mad after four or five episodes when it says, are you still watching? And you're like, yes, of course I'm still watching. I'm here five hours later where I'm still watching the show. <laughs> that's, it's kind that's kind of like, that's kind of like how this movie feels. It's, it's not a, it's not a miniseries. It's not a TV show, but how it's broken up and how the movie is incredibly paced. In my opinion, it watches really well. And so for me, four hours went by and a gif I've seen this movie three times now. And, and, wow. and uh, for me, I actually have enjoyed it more with every watch. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty wild, man. This, this movie, this movie represents so much about what is good and bad in Hollywood. And, and anybody that takes the time to get to know the story about how this movie came to be, it will probably infuriate you a bit just to know how Zack Snyder was treated at Warner brothers. And if you like the movie, which it sounds like you do, Kyle, it's going to make you even more mad that Warner brothers has no plans to continue this story even though Zach's left it, Zach left it on a pretty big cliffhanger. <laughs> pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah, to say the least, for sure. Now, I think it's safe to say, and I do follow you on Twitter, so I do see a lot of your tweets and, and your activity there. Zack Snyder is your or one of your favorite filmmakers. Is that correct? Yes, but it hasn't always been that way. I, I you know, I, and I had this conversation again with someone just uh, just recently in that um uh, I never really got into Zack Snyder's movies until I rewatched Batman v Superman in 2017. So I just okay. it's it's kind of a long story, but I, I've always liked Man of Steel, but I never it, it never it never got me so interested in that. Oh, I need to know who the director is and I need to know his filmography. But there there is something about Zack Snyder movies, though, and, and I, I have become a very big fan over the, the, the last few years that is so distinct about him as a filmmaker that is uh, very very easy to recognize in any of the movies that he makes, whether or not you like his movies. What I appreciate so much about his movies is that you can see a singular vision from, from this director. It, he does not make studio movies. He does not make movies by committee. It, it, he, he is, his style is so recognizable. I would, I would put him, I, and I'm not saying that he is as good as these directors. What I'm, what I mean is when you watch like a Steven Spielberg film, you know, it's a Steven Spielberg film because of the distinct style and, oh, sure. and just Steven Spielberg's voice that comes through in the movie. And it's like Christopher Nolan. When you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, you know, it's Christopher Nolan because of just his, it's his energy, his essence, his spirit that is poured into that movie. And so Zack Snyder is the same way. And again, like I said, if whether or not you like his films, that's, that's another thing, but it, you cannot deny the artistic talent that this man has. And, and that's what I appreciate so much in that, that he, 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 he himself is recognizable in his films and I love it. 
I just love it. No, that is probably honestly one of my favorite things to watch in Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League specifically, is like you said, that that wild vision that he has. He has such a way of crafting a scene and crafting a moment in a film. You can pause Zack Snyder's Justice League at just about any frame in this film and you could screenshot it and it would make a fantastic desktop wallpaper. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter where in the movie. Every single shot that he he puts in that camera is so well done. Everything is laid out so impeccably and it just looks wonderful. The lighting, the colors, the position of the characters, the position of the scenery. Everything is done so well. And so this and all of his movies to be perfectly honest, are that way. And this one is maybe, oh gosh, you know, 300 is like that a lot for me too. But this one I think surpasses it just because I do have such an affinity for the source material. I loved looking at this movie. It was so beautiful to watch. And and my, my current favorite filmmaker, you were talking about filmmakers that have, you know, very distinct styles. My favorite filmmaker is Wes Anderson. Yeah. And he's one of those, for the same reason as Zack Snyder, if, a, if Wes Anderson makes a film without knowing who made it, you could guess Wes Anderson in the first five minutes. Absolutely. Just because of how the film feels. You feel and you see and you smell Wes Anderson in the characters and in the set and in the film, in the, you know, the cinematography and Zack Snyder's no different. And so being a Wes Anderson fan, I have to appreciate just how much love he pours into into those specific aspects of his film. Yeah, I think I, Wes Anderson is a great example. Yeah, yeah, he, he's brilliant. I cannot wait for his new movie to come out. The French Dispatch. I have. It was supposed to come out last year. I'm so bummed I haven't seen it yet. It's <laughs> by far one of my most looked forward to films right now we are in limbo of of not knowing what's going to happen with the dceu going forward we know that there are films coming in fact i just saw a couple hours ago that pierce brosnan has been has been cast as dr fate in the upcoming black adam film which is brilliant i didn't know that i wanted pierce brosnan to be dr fate but now i can't think of anybody else to do it um, the DCEU going forward and really the Snyderverse going forward, what what do you think we have to look forward to? Yeah, well, that's that's tricky. That's tricky. And so, I mean, uh, uh, anybody that is, you know, going to sit down and watch X Science Justice League, you need to be prepared for the 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 very likely possibility that we will never see a sequel to this movie. So Zack Snyder himself, he's, he said that, that this, this is the first of three justice league movies. So essentially people say, well, this is the man of steel trilogy. Cause if you include man of steel, Batman V Superman, and then justice league, this is kind of a trilogy in, in a way. Yes. But technically this is the first of the justice league trilogy. And, and so as of now, Warner brothers has stated multiple times that they have no plans to develop any of Zack Snyder's DC movies after this. And, and, and it's, it's very frustrating. It really is. Um, you know, even though it's an absolute shame, well, and you know, they, they have a lot of plans to continue to make DC movies and they're still using, they're still using the foundation that Zack laid with the, the, the incredible casting that he did with, with these characters. I mean, Zack Snyder handpicked all the actors for, for these superheroes, Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I mean, completely revolutionized her acting career and same with Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And, and so, but 
they've already they've already gone in a new direction for Batman. So it's highly unlikely we'll ever see Ben Affleck as Batman again. Um, they've they've announced that they're going to be developing a new Superman movie that is likely going to be a black Superman. Um, right. Make of that what you will, which means the likelihood of Henry Cavill coming back is very slim and, but they're still using Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and they're still using Jason Momoa as Aquaman and they're obviously developing a flash movie. So I don't, I don't really understand what Warner brothers is thinking because they're attempting to, to continue these DC movies without their flagship characters. How can you like you, you have, you're still using the same actors for Aquaman and Wonder Woman, but you're moving away from Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman. And, and I, you know, there's, there's nothing more frustrating as a fan than to know that your favorite intellectual properties like Star Wars or DC are in the hands of these major multi-billion dollar corporations. (laughs) It it is a business and they're making business decisions. It doesn't really feel like creative or artistic decisions at all. And it's frustrating to say the least. So, um, I mean, if you're a DC fan of kind of the more obscure comic book characters like Blue Beetle and, uh, yeah, like black, I mean, I wouldn't say black Adam is a obscure comic book character, but, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're developing movies, but it's just, it's just not going to be what Snyder had planned, at least not right now. Well, I do know that we're getting a Green Lantern show on HBO, like a Green Lantern core show on HBO Max coming soon. Yep. Um, yep. That's or in, hopefully soon. Yeah. That's in production. That is in production. And you know, they're. We're going to see James Gunn's uh, The Suicide Squad, which has some of the same actors from David Ayer's Suicide Squad, but is not a sequel or in the same universe as David Ayer's Suicide Squad, which doesn't really make sense to me. Um, It doesn't make sense, but I'm okay with it. I think that Suicide Squad is one of the worst films I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, that that that, I genuinely really disliked that film. Yeah, well, you're not alone. A lot of people did for sure. But uh, yeah, there, there was a lot of studio meddling in that film as well, just like the theatrical cut of Justice League. Unfortunately, um, but, um, you know, a lot of people thought that getting Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League was an impossibility. And yet here we are. So crazier things have happened. I mean, who knows what, you know, where we'll be a year from now. So no doubt. No doubt. Everything that we talk about on the media files, we give a completely arbitrary and utterly meaningless rating. Uh, What do you arbitrarily rate Zack Snyder's Justice League? (laughs) So um, so since this is technically a streaming movie, um, it's it's not being screened in theaters. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe this summer they'll have a limited run in IMAX. That would be amazing um that would be awesome so since this is a streaming movie the way that we do it on backseat directors we say it's either a stream it or a skip it uh in, in my opinion this is absolutely a stream it movie and if you don't have an hbo max subscription i highly highly recommend getting one or at least doing the trial i think i think you have a, a seven day free trial um, uh, of HBO Max, uh, but this movie alone is well worth it. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't praise it enough in terms of its, its quality and just its uniqueness as well. So definitely a stream it. I do think that it's at least worth the price of a month of HBO Max. I arbitrarily rate Zack Snyder's Justice League as ancient lamentation music. 
do you do you watch movies with subtitles on oh yes yes i do (laughs) every single time wonder woman's song played in this movie it said ancient lamentation music (laughs) and my wife and i i i had to say it out loud every single time and we by the end of the film we're cracking up because they do play the song multiple times but we're cracking up at the end of the film ancient lamentation music comes on uh but you know i do have to lament that i i just really hope that this isn't the end of snyder's justice league because i actually enjoyed this one and now i want more same here man same here and like i said i mean uh, you know most of the world didn't think that we'd ever see the snyder cut at least not not in this decade and uh and it happened though it happened i think a lot is going to depend on on kind of the the streaming data and numbers that are going to be collected uh, over yes. the next you know few weeks regarding uh, how well Zack Snyder's Justice League is done on HBO Max, but uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. We'll see. Sign up for a month of HBO Max. Go watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and then leave it on a couple times to get a couple higher stream ratings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Andre, for being on The Media Files with me this week. You're welcome, man. Thanks thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow. And special thanks to Brian for technical assistance. Do not forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstoff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Andre, where can you be found? Yeah, just uh, you can find us on our website at BackseatDirectors.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Backseat Directors. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to, and maybe we'll talk about it in an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.